All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Damian, and today we are located outside of McDonald's. We are sipping on an iced, definitely an iced caramel coffee. I don't even know how many ounces this is. I'll just say it's the largest one they had for 99 cents. Use the uh, McDonald's application. For those of you that are curious about the McDonald's app, that's what it can do for you. It can get you a discounted drink or a discounted meal, whatever you're choosing. But today's podcast is going to be about the social behavior of humans. Let's go ahead and take the customary sip and let's get into it. So this one, we're just going to have to jump right in. We're just going to have to jump right in and, and go from the head to the toe, from the toe to the foot, wherever we come into the puzzle, we're just going to have to solve it right there. So the first thing that comes to mind, we attract people with our words. We attract our kind. We attract the people that we would consider like-minded individuals. These are the people that share our same ideologies, dreams, thoughts, perceptions about life, beliefs. This is what we can attract with our words. We can also do this with the clothing that we wear. We can also do this with our hairstyle. We can repel someone with the car we drive by the fragrances we use, the soaps we do not use or use, the toothpaste we use or do not use, the way we style our hair, the fingernail polish you put on, ladies, the heels you wear or do not wear, men, the suits you wear or do not wear will repel or attract a certain type of person, man, woman, or some of the new gender types that are floating around out there. All of these things are happening simultaneously. That's just how social we are. So imagine, you wake up in the morning in your home, which puts you in a social group. You use the products to prepare yourself for your day, which puts you in another social group. You decide to put on a shirt, your clothes. You use the language, which puts you in another social group, with the people that you want to be with or not be with. But all of these things before you've even left the house have already put you in five different categories. Then you go outside. You see the neighbor. Do you wave to the neighbor or do you walk by? Maybe in your social group, it's not normal to wave to a neighbor. So you don't wave. Okay, then that puts you in another social group. But if you wave, then it puts you in this group. And if they wave back, then it puts them in this group. You haven't even left the driveway. And then let's say you get to work. How do you get to work? Do you ride a bike? Do you drive your car? If you're driving a car, you're driving an expensive car, you're driving a cheap car, you're driving a red car, you're driving a blue car. How fast are you driving the car? All of these things will impact how you're perceived on the road, your social profile on the road, how you're perceived socially on the road. Because it takes, what, seconds to look over when you're driving down the road. You look over, you make eye contact with somebody. You know whether or not it's a cool person just by them flying by you at 90 miles an hour, or are they cruising by at a slow speed. If you look over and the person's 90 years old, you say it's an old lady or it's an old man. You've already put them in a class. The person hasn't even said anything. This could be the best person in the world, but you've already placed them in a box by their age. Then you look at the vehicle they're driving. You say, okay, well, it's an old woman in the Rolls Royce. So it's an old rich woman or it's an old rich man. But if they're in a little beater, then you say they're a poor old man or a poor old woman. If they're on the bus, they're riding a bus. Could be a rich person riding the bus, but just the perception, just you seeing them on the bus. This person doesn't even have to say anything. So conversation is like 
the very last thing that people hear from you. That's why they always say it's not what you say, but how you say it. Me personally, I'm not someone that spends a lot of time around speaker boxes or people that need to be heard all the time. I know you're probably like, well, well, you're on a podcast, right? No. Yes, we're on a podcast. We're talking. But just in general, like when I'm not recording, when I'm not helping my people. Yeah, typically I'll sit back and listen. I observe. Now, you have those people, though, in groups, your social groups, your friends, you know, the loud one of the bunch, the loudest one in the group, the guy who's going to wear the pink shirt. Everybody else wears black, brown, blue. This guy wears a pink shirt. He gets all the girls, right? He's going up to the ladies. He's talking, hey, my name's Chad. You know, he's got the, the perfect smile. He's got the hair slicked. He's got on the cool water cologne, the shades. He's got the watch, the rings, the jewelry, you know, just putting out that type of energy. But you hang with him. You don't hang with him for that. You hang with him because he's in another group. Maybe he uses the same language that you use. Maybe he talks about nuclear physics. Maybe he volunteers at the dog clinic and you and him talk about animals all day long. Save the planet. Go climate change. People connect on different things, but all these different points of interest, all these different points of adversity are what shape the social world that we live in, constantly changing. And as you add more people, add more vocabulary, change something, get a haircut, that immediately puts you in another group. Okay, you have long hair, now you have short hair. You go to the gym, don't go to the gym. You eat at Pizza Hut or you eat at Domino's. Oh yeah, I know her, she eats at Domino's every Saturday. Oh, I know her. She eats at Little Caesars every Saturday. Oh, she eats at Little Caesars. Yeah. Mm, I don't eat at Little Caesars. People that eat at Little Caesars, blah, 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 blah. People can attach social value to inanimate objects, non-living materials. Your choice of soap, your choice of heel, your choice of jacket, pencils you wrote with in school. Do you remember the kid in school that had all the cool pencils with the Hello Kitty? Then you had the guy over here using the number two big pencil, right? Or the HBs. We do this to ourselves all day long. It's crazy. And people try to shape themselves to fit into another bubble. I imagine if you talk to five different people in one day, you will go through five different changes to accommodate all of these people. It's almost like a shapeshifter. You're changing your social patterns and behaviors to fit into what? What are, what are people trying to fit into? There's too many people to please everyone. You can't please everyone. It's not possible. Somebody's going to be upset with something you say or don't say. And even just being silent is speaking. It's communicating. It's giving off vibes. It's putting out signals with just silence, your silence. If someone asks you a question, hey, what do you think about global warming? No comment. That right there, boom, puts you in a group. If you comment on it, boom, put you in another group. Do you like spicy food? No. Boom, put you in another group. You like skydiving? Yeah. Boom, put you in another group. So when someone meets someone from a different background, from a different culture, and they come together, that contrast, right? That's why they say opposites attract. A lot of times you'll see that. Just look around. Look at some of the couples out there. You'll have a guy, or we'll just say the girl. Maybe you'll have a girl from a wealthy background, and then you have some guy who grew up, his family didn't really have a whole lot of money. And somehow they're making their relationship work. They're happy. Maybe you come from a, a family with 15 brothers and sisters, and then this person was an only child. Somehow you make it work. But every now and then you have a large collection, a large gathering of people with the same interests, beliefs, something like a congregation, like a church. 
thousands of people. But within that church, you have individuals with their own groups and subgroups. So those thousands of people only come together at the church. After church, they don't know each other. Say, what do you like to eat? You like to eat steak? Yeah, I like to eat steak. Okay, 10 people like to eat steak. How do you like your steak prepared? Oh, well done. Medium rare. Rare. I like mine raw. Okay, now now they're in different groups. I don't know. I guess this one's more of like classification, like social classification. That's just an observation I had today. Think about it. Just tell me what you think about it. Like, are you seeing this? I'm not the only one seeing this. Let me take a quick sip here. I know I'm not the only one seeing this with just all the groups constantly being created. Now we have what? This pronoun group. You have the pronoun group. And then those groups have subgroups, different classifications. Classified, classified, classified. Like that's that's all anybody is doing. Just groups within groups. I don't know. It was just a wild thought. Kind of a loose, a loose dribble. Just sipping. Just sipping. Sometimes it's like that. I mean, I don't even think we have enough time on this earth to fully dive all the way to the bottom on this one. But at least we've made it to the bottom of this cup. A little piece of news. My mother's birthday is next week. Yep, Mother's Day and birthday in the same month. So her birthday is Monday. Should be a good day. Time of celebration. I don't care what the weather's like. But I'm going to celebrate that day and many to come after that. But I wish you all well and I will see you in the next one.